You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Broadway. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows. Josh Swallows Broadway. Oh my gosh, so hey, hi, how you doing? Real good. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm happy to see your sweet face. Um, I've been in love with you from the moment that I met you. When was that? Uh, Four years ago? Something like that. It was and, the Little Me experience, wasn't it? Uh, I think, no, Little Miss Sunshine. Oh God, here we go. Little Miss Sunshine, then Little Me. That's right. So two little. When was Little Miss Sunshine? I don't know. But um, that was glorious. I fell in love with you immediately. <laughs> and I remember just getting to sing with you because, um, like, we're both dorks, but I was a dork in a different way where, like, you loved Star Wars and I loved Footloose. And so mm. I saw that tour like 97 times in San Diego. And that's Diego. no exaggeration. No. Wow. Um, and did you find all the nuance in my performance after the 13th? Everything. It was uh, incredible. I even went back God. to see it in Philadelphia. <laughs> Yeah, no, but it was just such a thrill getting to sing with you and getting to know that you're just this incredible, warm-hearted, kind, loving, and hysterical person. You're so sweet. I know. Thanks. Yeah, so this is a whole new venture for me. Um, when I first told a yes, friend... Let's talk about the genesis of this. Okay. Of what the, made you want to do it? I talked to some of my close friends and I was like, hey, so I'm getting this podcast. And the response that I got over and over again was like, with that voice? And <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Bastards backstage. Uh, Bastards. Don't listen to them. They're ensemble. They'll you never go anywhere. Me. Don't let anyone take that away from Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks. Um, so you grew up in Pittsburgh. I did. When did you start doing theater? Um, really high school. Okay. I mean, I did like a couple things in elementary school, and but it wasn't until... I found that amazing group of people my sophomore year of high school. I auditioned for Oklahoma, and um, I was somehow fearless, and I hopped up on stage, and I ended up uh, getting Will Parker. Whoa! I bet you were incredible. I was prepubescent. Is there a video of this somewhere? There, there is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I had, like, long skate right hair do, and uh, it, it was... Um, it was before my voice changed, so That's... everything was two octaves up. <laughs> but it was it was about, fi- as I'm sure you had this experience too, when you realize that you found your tribe of people. 
Yeah. Uh, it was that, and I just never turned back. And then it was plays and musicals all through high school, and then I got to the end of high school, and I realized that I couldn't really do anything else. Yeah. So then I went to college for it. Was your family really supportive of it? Incredibly so. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah, I was really lucky. When did you move to New York? 1995. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So do you remember, like, the first audition that you went on? <laughs> I remember a few of them. I remember going in for the tour of... God, maybe it was Fosse or something, or okay. auditioning for Fosse, or it was Fosse oriented. Yeah. And right in the middle of it, it was Chicago, obviously, they were the tour of Chicago. Okay. Or something. And I had to uh, improvise four counts of eight in the Fosse <laughs> vernacular. <laughs> it didn't go well. No. I didn't get it. No. Mm. No. I once, uh, I, I was at the final callbacks for, do you remember the show Gigantic? It, it was about a fat camp. No. So I was there with all these other like porkies and at the end of the dance, the choreographer, you know, he lined us up and he said, okay, so Josh, can you do any tricks? And I was like, you just saw my fucking trick. That's my trick. My trick is I didn't just have a heart attack. <laughs> and then all the other fatties there started doing like jump splits. And I was like, you are betraying the character people. We are movers at best. But this is this is not true. When when did you learn to dance? Because you dance like the wind. Oh, we've like all the seen wind. the end of prom. Oh, thanks. Um, you know what? I never really did. I took a, I wanted to be in the Nutcracker when I was little, so I took ballet until my friends found out and made fun of me, and then I quit. And mm -hmm. to this day, my mother is like, my biggest regret is that I let you quit dancing. Mm -hmm. I'm like, well, it seemed to work out, but. I feel like music has always just been something that speaks to me, like that sort of energy level. Do mm -hmm. you feel the same way? like About singing? Well, about singing, about music hey. in general. Sorry, I got to ah. just quickly, because I know you're going to ask, and here it comes. <laughs> <laughs> hey. um, no, singing was just kind of out of like necessity, because I loved musicals, and it yeah. wasn't until I got to college and Gary Klein, my voice teacher, got a hold of me and uh, learned. But uh, you know, I sang like a dork in my room. But I wouldn't say it was my passion. Did anybody in your family sing? No. No, I was I was a weird little outlier. So was it crazy People for them? People pleaser. That's what happened. Really? Yeah, I was just trying to make everybody happy. That's so interesting. Is it? Well, I don't know, because you just do make people happy naturally. Hmm. I've never seen you be mean. I've never seen you be <laughs> it's, anything it's, other it's than happened. lovely. I feel like I've been pushed to it. Sure. Have you? Sure. Been mean to people? Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. I'm no angel, but... I know you as an angel. What 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 gets you riled up? Unprofessionalism. Go on. Um, bullying. Go on. And um, that kind of stuff. I get really heated. I stand up for people. And mm -hmm. I think it's because I never really knew how to stand up for myself growing up. Do you find that you can stand up for yourself now? Oh, absolutely. Good. Now I'm the king of barriers, but that's thanks to a lot of therapy <laughs> and probably booze. But no, I'm very good at, at putting a line down just because I've worked with so many horrible people and I've met so many horrible people. I mean, yes, balanced out, obviously, by lovely people. Thank God. Would you say that you know more lovely people than horrible people? I do now because I think the industry has taken a change. I think that it's um, it's not acceptable to be a dick anymore. In Wouldn't that, that way. be nice? Yes. Um, I still, I mean, obviously, like there are the Harvey Weinsteins of the world. But I'm not familiar. I'm not. Hmm, Did who? he misbehave in some way? Finding Neverland. 
Um, show me on the doll where Neverland touched you. Um. <laughs> no, but um, so outside of theater, one of my favorite things about you is that you... I love where this is going. Love Star Wars. I really do. The trailer just dropped for The Rise of Skywalker. How so many, many times thoughts. have you watched it? Oh, I, it's countless at this yeah. point. You truly. That's incredible. Do you yep. collect all the like figurines and stuff? I used to, but then I realized that I just had a closet full of plastic stuff. Uh-huh. And I ended up giving it all away. Oh, to yeah. Broadway Cares? John Tracy Egan, another <laughs> no, Broadway super fan. Of course fan. you did. Yeah, he was really grateful. He's still going strong. I think he's got a huge collection now. That's amazing. He's got my 12-inch Tauntaun. The, well, that is a euphemism. Okay. Yeah. No, I. it was the first movie I remember seeing, yeah. 1977. I think I saw the re-release, if I'm being honest, because okay. I, I, I was born in 73. Um, and it just shaped, you know, my playtime and my life. I had all the action figures. And yeah. I just remember being out in my backyard and the glee when it snowed to be able to recreate the hoth scenes. Oh, yeah. You, you know what Those I'm scenes about. always scared me, though. The snow scenes? Uh-huh. What about them? Well, especially the, the one when they, when they take... The uh, the saber and they he like cuts open the, the, tauntaun. the yeah that yeah. terrified me growing up. Well, that was a shocking image at that age. Yes, yes. But I was always a big Chewbacca fan. I had a dog named Chewie after Chewbacca. That's adorable. What yeah. kind of dog? A little Shih Tzu. That's a perfect breed to yeah. name Chewbacca. He was Here's a my big. We, and we don't have to get into it, but you know, in the trailer, they flash on hands holding the medal that uh, Princess Leia bestowed Luke and Han at the end of the first Star Wars movie. And famously, Chewbacca never got a medal. It was like a big thing at one point. I think Carrie Fisher gave Chewbacca a medal at like the MTV Movie Awards. And so my feeling is that by the end of this uh, last episode, Chewbacca will finally get the medal he's always deserved. I hope so, and I hope he sings about it. Me too, and that (laughs) looks... You don't disappoint. (laughs) Um, Um, Yeah, back, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it had else? his line. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And you collect other stuff too, right? Like helmets? Souls. <laughs> no, I do. <laughs> I do have helmets. That's that's as now it's the the collectible ante has been upped, and I do have Star Wars helmets. That's so cool. When did all this start? 1977. That's amazing. Yeah. I I was never good at collecting. I had like my Broadway things. I think that's good, though. I guess. What does your space look like? Do you have a... At home? Yeah. My... Well, now it's very... uh, It's very simple. I don't like clutter. Mm. I have some books. I have some fun decor and that sort of it. All right. You know, I I just... It's healthier. I guess. I just don't like clutter. I used to just have shit everywhere. And when did that change? I think um, I read a book on feng shui... Mm, it's and, not ringing any um, bells. <laughs> Can you move your cup a little to the left? It's throwing off my energy. Absolutely. Thank you. There you go. This is your career space. <laughs> um. <laughs> and that changed your life. It really did. Because Do you keep things under your bed? Yes. Mm-hmm. I have so much. I mean, it's in unorganized like boxes. You know that's a feng shui no-no. Is it really? Yeah. I, I must have missed that chapter. And do you ADD. have a TV in your bedroom? God, no. Okay. Good. No. That's really... I don't really like watching TV. It puts me to bed. The oh. older I get, I, I just like listening to music. Lovely. Yeah. What are you listening to these days? Um, sometimes it'll be the oldies channel. I love Peggy Lee. Mm-hmm. Um, other times, like I'm not even into classical music, but when I wake up, I'm like, Alexa, play me classical music. 
And she does. And it's you don't worry soothing. that um, with a. I'm sorry, we're bouncing all over the place, no, but I'm care. just so excited to see you. I'm happy to see you too. You're not worried that Alexa is is, is invading your life and your privacy and, <sighs> and kind of cataloging your desires and putting you in a life database. My life is so boring. Today was my day off, and at one o'clock, that's when my cats take a nap. And one of them likes to cuddle. Mm. And I plotted this. Mm-hmm. I like got out a treat and I hit it. And then I got the, the sofa pillows like all comfy cozy. And I put on some music and I was like, Toby, oh Toby. Where are you, lad? Where are you, lad? Oh, nothing's going to harm you, Toby. <laughs> and he ran out and jumped on me and curled up in a little ball. And I gave him a treat and we took a nap. So That's if beautiful. Alexa wants to put that into her database. I, I get your point. I don't have a lot of company because I feel like our jobs are so social mm-hmm. that when I'm not working, I just, I don't want to be social. I just want to be quiet. So it's not like I have a lot of people coming over either. My mom was like, well, are you going to invite your neighbors over? And I was like, I would rather. Is she German? No. Ah. But I, she doesn't even have an accent, but it's the only way I can describe her. Got it. And I was like, um, I would rather bathe you than have my com- my. Are you talking neighbor. to me now? No, I'm to my mom. Still your mom. I would rather bathe my mother than invite <laughs> my neighbors over for any reason whatsoever. Do your neighbors listen to Broadway-themed podcasts? Uh, no, but my one neighbor, uh, she's a music director on the non-equity circuit. Mm. And so for a long time, she was practicing... Um, that uh, in the height song that Vanessa sings, and it was every morning. She's no Karen Olivo, I'll say that. <laughs> who um, is? But who is, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, and also she warms up all the time, which is something that I don't do, like vocally. I kind of come from the school oh, of like, Josh. oh, how dare you? I'm like, you've well. You've got to warm up and you've got to warm down. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone warm down? No. Is that a Sondheim song, by the way? Does anyone warm down? I don't know why I frown it here on Tuesday. (laughs) That's clean. I love that Sondheim song. Um, Now and then I'll listen to music to get myself pumped up, but Mm -hmm. that's about it. But you do that too. Sure. It's a human trait. Yeah. Um, Like what what is one of your go-to pump-up songs? How Far I'll Go from the Moana soundtrack, but the one from the credits. Okay, let me see if I can... Wait a minute, isn't our intern, like, obsessed with Moana? hmm Let me... Moana!
It's so nice to meet you, Moana. So nice to meet you. That's our intern, now, Moana. If that doesn't get you pumped up, I don't know what will. <laughs> thank you for that. You're you sound amazing. Thank you. Oh, thank it's a you long for... trip from Montanui. Yeah, you took a, a break from all your adventures just to be here for Absolutely. this podcast. Yeah, the subways <laughs> did not, uh, weren't like my ship. No, it's, okay. it's not like water that can just lift you up and plop you here on 53rd Street. No. Oh, God. My heart is beating so fast. Thank you for that. You're so oh. welcome, Mr. Moral. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Too. I love you, Moana. I love you, Josh. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, but Jesus. we will be back with Josh Swallows in just a minute. Hi. Hey. Welcome back to Josh Swallows Broadway. My heart is beating out of my chest. I love you so much. I found you a Moana impersonator. <laughs> that is love. That is love. I Who love else has too. done that for you? Literally nobody. Yeah. Laura Bell Bundy, what did she do? Not that. Not that. Moving on. Sorry about that. <laughs> so I'm glad that we had that experience together. You held me tight. I did. I did. Um, so she was wonderful, by the way. She, I bet she, she warmed up. She's incredible. and I bet she's in the elevator right now, warming, warming down. down. So your Broadway debut was Footloose, right? Actually, no. What was this it? is an uh, well, boy, that was going to be obnoxious, oft misquoted. Jesus Christ Superstar no was way. my uh, debut, and then I left Jesus Christ Superstar to go and replace in Footloose because I'd done the tour of Foose Loose, and they remembered how incredible you are. I think they were just desperate more okay. than anything. What did you do in Superstar? I was not an apostle, but a disciple. How wonderful. I did not get invited to the Last Supper. You didn't? I no. thought that the, I mean, I'm Jewish, so I thought the disciples atheist, were all like. So I don't know. You know. I don't know. Okay, well, that's I was fun. in the ensemble okay, of Jesus great. Christ Superstar. And I remember one of the uh, reviews said that uh, the ensemble looked like a bunch of gap-wearing nincompoops swatting gnats away. And it wasn't that far <laughs> off. I once got a review for a really terrible show that lasted maybe two weeks. And the review said, this is the theatrical equivalent of a punishment from God. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I actually put it on a shirt because it just made me smile. I almost put my worst review on a shirt as well. And then I got the idea that I'm going to have my own little side business where anyone could come to me with their worst review and I would print them on a t-shirt for them. That's a really good idea. But I didn't do it. Do you want to do it? Shall we go into business together? Yes. Etsy, here we come. Yeah. Because it's good to own those things. Do you read reviews now? I do. I would like to say that I don't, but I do. Though probably the worst experience of my life with one was with Little Miss Sunshine. Because mm. I thought that, like, I just really drank the Kool-Aid. I was like, we have something special. It was special. Uh, yeah, I think so, too. And I was like, time to kill is closing. Like, we have a theater. Everybody at the theater thought this. Mm. And then opening night came and um i went into the bathroom into a stall to read the review slower and um yeah it was devastating it was so devastating that after that and i was like i'm never gonna read a review again and then the same thing happened with into the woods and mm. but it's it's hard not to be invested because reviews are part of what sells a show yep and it's not necessarily like i i'm I don't go looking for stuff for me, but I just want to see, like, is it good? Is it bad? Like, will this help? Will this not? Do I have a job? That is, that's I why I read them now. Is, uh, I think it's helpful to know. Yeah. Business-wise, 
whether or not that's going to be a tool or not. Yeah, exactly. And sometimes they're good, sometimes they're bad, sometimes they're unfair, sometimes they're mean, sometimes they're glorious. Yeah. It's a rich bouillabaisse. Yeah, I mean, I stopped really looking for um, self-validation with reviews. Uh, I did a year where I was doing, like, Little Shop All Over, and... The, like, at every single review, it was just like, the portly Josh Lehman, the roundish Josh Lehman, Josh Lehman, you know, the beached whale Josh Lehman. <laughs> and so eventually I was just like, I'm done with this. Yeah. Like, you know, I know I'm, I know I'm talented. I'm not Meryl and I'm great with that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know. But uh, ah, reviews are stupid. They okay. can be. They can be. They can't be very dumb. But what was it li- like? What was your life like circling back to Superstar mm. before you booked that? How long were you in the city after tour? Um, I was on tour for a while. I, I start. I left New York in early '96 to go off and do Tommy in Germany for a while. Wow! And then I bopped around the country doing West Side Story for a while, and then I did that in Europe for a bit. Wow! And then the uh, the Footloose tour happened, and that kind of led me right up to you know with like big chunks in between of unemployment, which is what happens. Yeah. And then Superstar happened in 2000. Okay. Uh, And then I left to do Footloose. And the week after I went into Footloose, they got their notice. So I ended up doing Footloose for three entire human weeks. I mean weeks. Oh, no. Yeah. That's so heartbreaking. It was okay. It was a good lesson. Okay, that's good. Yeah. Well, where were you when you got the call that you were making your Broadway debut? Uh, I was staying in an apartment, studio apartment on 50th and 9th. Okay. Um, a friend's apartment draped with a lot of silk. Oh, uh, excuse me. Mm. Lots of silks and incense. And it was uh, a life-changing call, obviously. Yeah. I was thrilled. Uh, how long had it been since your final callback for it? That I don't remember. I don't remember because at that time I had really long hair <laughs> and kind of a patchy beard not like now, no. and um, was um, having a good time recreationally speaking. Yeah, so sure. Some of the details are hazy. Okay, okay. Yeah. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What was it like when they called you? You remember? I just got a call from my agents at the time, and they were just bursting. And um, yeah. it, it, it does feel like your life is about to change. Yeah. And it did. You know, it's a, it's a long, slow road to, you know, everyone I advise younger 
actors to really think about playing the long game. You know, you're in this for your whole life, hopefully, yeah. if this is what you love to do. So it was a really lovely first step. And that's incredible. Now it's 29 years later. Isn't that insane? 19. I majored in rolling around on the floor in black clothes, <laughs> but it feels like 29. Continue. <laughs> what was your show after Footloose? Amour. I was a standby for Oh my Amour. gosh. Um, suddenly life has begun. Yes, it's such, such a beautiful a great score. score. For those listening, if you haven't listened to Amour by Michel Legrand, treat yourself. Yeah. It's gorgeous. Yeah. Didn't he just pass, didn't he? He did. Isn't that terrible? It is. Um, he gave us a lot of beautiful music. I've been like crazy about the Umbrellas of Cherbourg as well. If you haven't listened, I to haven't that heard or that. watched it. Ooh, it's a beautiful movie. Okay, I'll definitely look into that. Yes. Um, uh, that's that's so great. How how long was it between Footloose and that? I don't know. Maybe a year and a half or so. Okay. What what was it that kept you going during that year and a half? I got a job bartending. At Vintage, may she rest in peace. Okay. Um, you, you, were you ever a Vintage man? I was at Vintage, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God, okay. I didn't want to think that that was gone before your time. Oh, no. Vintage was a bar on 51st and 9th. Mm-hmm. I had a very small radius. I don't know if you can tell at that time. <laughs> Talk about antisocial. Um, and I had a really great time bartending because that was, you know, where all the theater folk would go, and that was my first, like, real bar Yeah. Um, when I came to town. What was the shittiest survival job that you've had to have? I've been really lucky. I when I first got here, I was an elf at Santa Land. No way. But that wasn't shitty. That was delightful. Yeah, you know, I was actually about to apply to be Santa last year. Why not? I was serious. I was like, yeah, you can have your kid fucking piss on me. I don't care. Like, I'll be Santa. I'll be your Jew Santa. But <laughs> sounds like you got the right attitude. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But it's not far off. I mean, it's you see the craziest things. You really do. David Sedaris's Santa Land Diaries it's so is brilliant. dead on. Have you gotten to do that show? No. Oh, you would be so amazing. You're sweet. I just like listening to him do it. Oh, it's so brilliant. He's incredible. Um, and your experience was like that? Yeah, it's not hyperbole. Do you remember your elf name? For some reason, I chose the name Swifty. I don't I know like why. That. Thanks, I did too. I get a lot of mockery for that, as if it's some kind of like double entendre or something like that. It's just Swifty the Elf. I think my he gets it done. My elf name would be Damn Thickness. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if um, if Macy's would love it. Be like, no, this I don't is think they Twinkle, would either. This is Swifty, and this is Damn Thickness. <laughs> I'd be like, um, you want to meet Santa? Come on with thickness. (laughs) I think you'd get pink listed, which is what happens when you leave the contract early. You can never go back. Oh, Macy's doesn't mess around. They do not. They're worse than the Weislers. That's crazy. (laughs) Um, I'm glad we're finally here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's fun. That's a lot of fun. Do you ever go back and see your elf elf friends? At Macy's? Yeah. Well, you know, they redid it years and years ago. It used to be this charming kind of old school um, uh, winter wonderland. Mm-hmm. And then they updated it with plastic and robots and computers and stuff. And so I feel like, and no, it's still an institution. I mean, no disrespect, but it lost a little sense yeah. of history for me. I've never been down there at that time just because it's such a nightmare. It's madness. Um, but you have the elves to guide your way. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, don't have no fear. What was your worst survival job, pray tell? I was a phone sex operator. Not even kidding. Please continue. Um, I dropped out of school. I got fired from Starbucks. My parents cut me off financially completely. And um, I had to get a job. And I saw an ad in the Philadelphia City Paper or City Weekly, one of the one of those. And it said, looking for phone actors. And <laughs> I thought it was hilarious. So I mm-hmm. called the number. And... <laughs> you know, the woman up on the phone was like, okay, well, it's cool that you're a guy, but, and we do have guys that work here, but you will, you know, it's a, it, you would be a woman on the phone. This keeps getting better. And at the time I was, you know, 18 or 19, I just thought it was the most hilarious thing in the world. And so I set up an appointment. I It was actually at an office with cubicles. And your interview process is you sit in a cubicle and they call you on the phone. All right. Keeping it clean now for the youngins. I'm calling. Okay. I'm cold calling you. Well, I'm going to do it as my character, though. That's that what I'm become. asking for. Okay, sure. Okay, so the phone is ringing. I'm calling you. Hi, this is Fiona. Who's this? Hi, Fiona. This is Frank. Frank, how are you, Frank? A little nervous. Oh, don't be nervous. If it's okay, I actually get nervous too. It makes me really hot. <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> and so that was my life. And I got very lucky. I uh, about the three months. You really mark, did put me at ease, by the way. Let me tell you, on Fiona both levels, as was, your character and as Josh. Well, Fiona really was very popular. I got a lot of repeat calls because you would give your extension, mm-hmm. and so um, to speak. Oh, you. She was very popular, but after about three months, I just wanted to. And your voice changed. To die. Yeah. Yeah, and that's when my voice changed. <laughs> And now I'm like this. <laughs> Listen, don't tell my wife that I used to be Fiona. So now I'm calling you. Bring. Hi, this is Fiona. <laughs> but there were actually women there that did sound like that. There was one from Atlantic City. Like, this is back when they had a room, a conference room, that was a cigarette break room. Mm-hmm. And she was from Atlantic City, and she'd talk like this. And she'd just have cigarettes, and she was, it, it was crazy. And then she'd be on the phone, and she'd be like, hello, this is Lulu. I'd be like, you are yeah. not going to get any repeat callers, Lulu. She would be amazing in hairspray. She didn't warm up. That's the That's lesson The lesson learned. there. You need to warm up and warm down. Oh, God. But um, I saw- What was in, your Broadway debut, please? Oh, Hair, 2009. Oh, delicious. Yeah. I was actually like about to quit the business and go back to school to try to be a therapist. Mm-hmm. And um, which was funny because when I told my parents that they flipped out, my dad was like, there's no money in being a therapist. I was like, you're, I'm telling you I'm quitting musical theater <laughs> and you're telling me there's no money in therapy. So supportive all around. Oh, just the most. <laughs> um, and even like my agent, I was so over the business. I'd been working regionally for so many years. I, I toured once and it was a really, um, I guess, like damaging experience. And, you know, you learn a lot about how the industry can really mess with you mm-hmm. sometimes. And uh, when my agent called with hair, I was like, I am fat. I am balding. I am not going in for hair. Mm. And, uh, you know, he 
pressured me into going, I went in with sort of like a, you know, like a screw you attitude. Like I was like, this is my song. Ah, bye. And then like call back, call back, call back. After the final call back, I uh, called my agent because I just felt so terrible. And I said, I really don't want to do this anymore. So, mm-hmm. you know, call me or don't, but like, I just don't want to do this. And the next morning he called and he was like, I totally hear what you're saying, but why don't you hold off till after you make your Broadway debut in hair? And uh, the rest is sort of history. Because it seems so impossible to get there when you're when you're not there and mm-hmm. when you just hear no for years mm-hmm. and you're living out of a suitcase. I mean, that's why I love hearing about people's experiences and, um, you know, when it does happen. Because I I've often feel that there's no rhyme or reason to any of it. Everybody's Truly. talented. Yes. Everybody has somebody that's more talented than that's less t- talented. There's just no but rhyme or reason. It's all within a range. And so all you have is how you behave and how you treat people. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. I, I, I just feel very lucky, you know. And the same thing, like when I tell you when I found out that I was singing a song with you during, mm-hmm. you know, the Sunshine Workshop, being like, and trying to act normal about it. And being like, oh my God, I'm singing with Christian Borle. Like, you know, it's it's those moments that that I always remember. That's beautiful. Yeah. I I remember us pinging together. Yeah. We pinged very beautifully. <laughs> and now that you know Fiona, we're gonna ping <laughs> I'll never together go back. all night. Mm-hmm. Still nervous. <laughs> Moana. <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Uh, cool. Well, uh, we're going to transition now into a really cool part of the show where uh, some fans have written us questions about making it in the business and all that kind of stuff. They do not know that you're going to be on the call. Okay. Um, and so we are going to call the very, very, very lovely Becca and talk to her about her question in just a minute. Becca! Hi! I'm sitting here with somebody very special that is going to help me answer your questions. Um, okay. His name is... Hi! Hi, Becca. Oh, my God. Hi. Nice to meet you. How are you? I'm great. Nice to meet you. Oh, my God. <laughs> We're just drinking just tea. Like, no big deal. No big deal. Yeah. To you. Okay. Ooh, I have my little water so i can hey. join in it's very Cheers. important to hydrate oh, and i can't it's a stress disney this enough cup, yeah was your question I, about hydration um it was not mm. but um you know as interesting as that is uh, oh. my question was actually um what is like your best advice for someone pursuing musical theater who is moving to new york so oh. it's like they're just moving like what do you do to get started or like your what you guys did or anything like that Wow, that's a good question. Yeah. yeah. Have you moved to New York already? <laughs> no, I'm moving in June. Great. Congratulations. Are you, you. Uh, finishing college or are you just like ready to come up? Yeah, I, I actually graduated last year with BFA in musical theater. Congratulations. Um, where, thank you. Where are you right now? Um, right now I'm in Reno, Nevada. Mm-hmm. Beautiful similar Reno. to downtown Manhattan, yeah, I would say. Yeah, it's very similar. Oh, yeah, it's similar. <laughs> so you've got that <laughs> down. And where'd you go to school? Um, the University of South Dakota. All right. Fantastic. Did you have a positive experience there? Oh, yeah. It was it was so wonderful there. Like, everyone asks me always, like, why is South Dakota? But um, 
I just, I really love the program and But they my really question is why South Dakota? I don't know if you've been asked that before. <laughs> um, no, actually, it's the first time I've ever been asked that. Uh, so, um, they just, I found them through uh, the Thespian Festival. Um, and Which like, I wish was I, called the Thespival. But yeah. Beggars can't be the choosers. Thespival? The Thespival? <laughs> the Green Thespival? <laughs> Continue, please, Becca. Sorry. Yes. Oh, no, it's wonderful. I love it. <laughs> um, and I just was able to go visit the school. And I loved that the campus was like, it was like a normal sized college town. But then the theater classes were pretty one on one with like five to seven people per class, which I felt was like, really important. It was really helpful for me. Mm. And they, yeah, that's why I chose South Dakota. <laughs> Amazing. So you're ready to yeah. be here in June. Oh, yes. Of I have this a coming year? Lockdown. Yeah. Oh, my God. It's like two months away. I know. <laughs> That's how exciting. Are you all packed? Um, no, I'm not. <laughs> have you found a place to live? I, I do have a place to live. My yeah. friend is actually subletting her place. She's doing this summer thing um, also in South Dakota. And so I'm going to be subletting her place for the summer. So. Fantastic. What have area been, of town? You, no, you go. No, no. Well, you, don't get please, too specific please. for safety purposes. Oh, yeah, for safety. But we what don't area know. of town? Yeah. Oh, Washington Heights. And what's the specific address? <laughs> um, um, no, um, Washington Heights. It's, it's neighborhood. It's beautiful up there. Yeah. You're going to love it. Yeah. And it's out of the madness of Midtown. That's where yeah. I lived when I first moved here. Uh, oh, the nice. apartments are huge. Um, I would say bring some earplugs because at least where I lived in the Heights, every mm -hmm. day, especially in the summer to like four in the morning, all you're going to hear is like, da 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 <laughs> um, so just bring some earplugs for that. Oh, and um, your okay, dancing yeah. shoes. <laughs> and your salsa gear. <laughs> Have you been to perfect. New York before to visit and see shows? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Right. So you know what you're kind of getting into. Yes. But I've been there a couple of different times. I even did like some training stuff out there with like Open Jar Institute. Uh -huh. I don't know if you know that. but Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, um, thank you. I would say like the thing that comes to mind for me, if it's possible, try to just save as much money as you can before coming here. Mm. That way oh, yeah. you don't have to scramble to find, you know, the crappiest survival job that you can. You might be able to take your time. And if you, if that's not a possibility, that's okay too. But with that said, when you find a survival gig, they're one in a million. So if it's not a right fit, that's okay. Like, do what works for you, what makes you feel good, and what makes you thrive here. Yes, and priority one with the survival job is to have the time to be able to go to auditions. Because if you go down that rabbit hole of just having a survival job so that you can live in New York City, the reason that you're coming to New York City is so that you can be fabulous on Broadway, correct? Yes. You can't do that unless you go to every single audition that you possibly can. Okay. And so yeah. the schedule the schedule is a very important thing. I, that's why people do a lot of, you know, work in restaurants late at night, later at night, so mm -hmm. that they have their days free, for example. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Also, like, temp jobs are great because... Yeah. Uh, if they let you walk away yeah. in the middle of the day. And if they don't, walk away anyway. That's correct. Do you have friends here? Yes. Oh, that's very important. Having like a friend, a base of friends that yeah. you can support each other and and unwind with each other 
and tell each other war stories of terrible days <laughs> and yeah. the crowded subways. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's I've, important. I've actually stayed with some of them um, some of the times I've come up to visit. And they're also actors, so they're also trying to do their thing out there, too. So Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and also, you know, have patience. I, I think that the first year in the city is the hardest. Because mm-hmm. you're learning what it is like to have this be your reality and the open calls and trying to find an agent and mm. all that kind of stuff. Um, so just have patience, breathe. It's just theater. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that said, it is theater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, be kind to yourself. Be patient is patience is very very important and it you know it's a long long road and everybody gets little things right out of the gate or not and i found mm-hmm. that the hardest thing um is watching other people get like a job when that's all you want and you do your best to kind of put on your brave face and celebrate them when really you want it so badly for yourself which is i think very human you know, but mm-hmm. it, it can also kind of, if you linger on that too much, it can crush your spirit. So everyone's yeah. got their own timetable. You yeah. know what I mean? It'll happen for you when it's meant to happen. Yeah, yeah. definitely. So I didn't know if like, so say like moving out there, getting settled and all that stuff. Is it like better to try to just like find auditions right away or like take classes or like representation like there's so many different things that you can like or so many different roads that you can go down so i didn't know if uh what you guys did or what you sort of advise kind of like going down first or something like that i think audition 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 for literally everything and putting on your brave happy face and not Mm -hmm. letting the city crush you and just playing the numbers game because the more that you get out there the more chance you have of getting hired um Did you take classes when you came Oh, here? yeah. I took classes for years. Um, he doesn't do it anymore, but Craig Cornelia's class mm-hmm. uh, used to be big. They have other ones like that, like Jen Waldman Studios is great. Um, mm-hmm. But find classes that will also give you a community of people, mm-hmm. you know, okay. that are in the mm-hmm. same boat, that are trying to grow as performers, learning the art of auditioning, because the art of auditioning, I think, is very different than the art of performing sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, you know, and, um, you know, with auditions, it's just the, the only job that you have is to give them a great option. If you give them a fierce option of you, that is you respecting their job. That is you saying, this is me. I showed up. I'm prepared. I'm passionate. I'm ready to go. And every time you bring me in, I'm going to give you a great option. Hmm. And um, Great, yeah. I would say all, something that I've uh, uh, watching people recently and for myself learning, uh, always be memorized. It seems like mm. such a simple thing. But if you have the time to do it, if you're given sides for something, it's true that like when you're doing theater auditions, you should hold your sides so that it doesn't seem like a finished performance. Mm-hmm. I could go either way on that. Yeah. But the more <laughs> memorized you are, the better chance you're giving yourself of feeling confident and secure in the material and knocking it out of the park. And you also put them at ease. I had one of the worst auditions I've ever had for someone real fancy. I had like 12 pages of material. And I thought Ooh. I was just going to go in there and be like charming and suddenly great. And, I was ha- and it was a farce. 
the audition was a farce. And I got halfway through and I'm like, what have you done? I did not give myself the chance to succeed. So memorize, memorize, memorize. What else? Uh, Run through the stuff with your friends. Mm -hmm. I never go into the room alone, meaning that like, if if we are friends at any level and you are available, let's run through the scenes over and over and over again. Let me do it for you. Let me try it this way. What if the readers over here? What if they're not? You know, it's just uh, thinking of it almost as like a war plan. Mm-hmm. I love That's that. so masculine for me. It's a war plan. Fiona's <laughs> army. Um, <laughs> you'll get that later. Um, <laughs> And I do think it goes without saying, like you're about you're moving to the city, mm-hmm. um, and one of your greatest tools is your reputation as a person, because we were talking earlier, like a lot of people come to the city and are incredibly talented, and over the long road, it is more often who you are as a person, how you behave in the waiting room, outside at an audition how you accept the news, how you support other people, how you are in a rehearsal. That's more important than whether or not you've got the notes, whether or not when the lights go up, you're the most brilliant thing to come along since sliced bread. I know a lot of really brilliant actors that I never, ever want to work with again, just because they were kind of jerks. And so that starts like as soon as you get to the city. Okay. Being nice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Kindness goes far. Mm Mm-hmm. Because a lot of it at the end of the day is like, do I want to spend eight to 12 hours with you every day? Mm. You know? So, yeah. No, and it's really true. You hear these stories, and I just <clears throat> threw my hat into the directing ring recently. And yes, you did. Casting Ooh, a show. Yes, and now I'm casting Footless at the Muni plug. Um, but when <laughs> I auditioning people, there were, there were some people that I just fell in love with their personalities and their willingness to work hard and how they treated other people that they were auditioning with that I responded to more than whether or not they had the note. And I ended up just like, I want you to be in the room just because of who you are as a person. Yeah. Here Great. endeth the lesson. <laughs> <laughs> to quote Sean Connery oh, from The that. Untouchables. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you so much. Are you coming um, here? Are, are you feeling pretty fearless about it? I am. I feel I feel confident about it, but like, um, no, not cocky, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and what are you most excited about doing when you hit the ground running? You get here, you're up in Washington Heights at 232 West 32nd Street, apartment 32B. <laughs> and you are like unofficially, you're a resident of New York City. What are you most looking forward to doing? Even outside of the business. Hmm. Probably some of the food. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like just so a slice good. of pizza or like a bagel. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's so much better over there. <laughs> Explore your neighborhood and find the best bagel in your neighborhood. Find the best pizza yes. in your neighborhood. The best coffee shop. Yeah. You're, you're going to love it. And I'm so interested to hear how this goes for you. Will you please keep in touch and let us oh. know? And maybe we could have you back on the show at some point and follow Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Great. <laughs> Um, I would love that. <laughs> well, the most important thing is that you're following your bliss. You're following your dreams. Yeah. You already know people. You have a community up here. And now you have me and Christian as your first <gasps> New York roommates. That's right. Ah, We're surprised. moving in. 
<laughs> Yay! Wow. Where's our sitcom? So. <laughs> <laughs> but you are. You're moving to the greatest city in the world. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And thank knock you so dead. much. Yeah. All right, Becca. Keep in touch. Okay. I will. Yeah. It was so nice to meet both of you. Me and too. Get nice this to meet opportunity you. to talk to you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we babbled. I feel like we babbled. No. 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 Oh God, I worry. No. <laughs> Bye. That's great. See you soon. Bye, Becca. Bye. <laughs> Adorable. That was lovely. It's a brave thing moving here. Yeah, it's scary. You forget how young people are when they move here. Oh, Oh my my God. God. How old? You were how old when you moved here? Well, I was like 21, but I was so afraid to like leave the apartment. I lived like on the brink of like Columbia meets, you know, um, not not a very good area. Mm -hmm. And I was just so sheltered that I was afraid to leave. Yep. And if you, you know, I just, I didn't even audition for the first six months. I think I just listened to show tunes in my room. It can be a real shock suddenly being in the city. There's yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah. But that's again, why I think kindness is key and we're all, all right. in this together. And, and you got out of the apartment, you auditioned and now yeah. here you are doing the prom on Broadway. One of my favorite shows I've ever seen spreading Thanks. joy eight shows a week. Thank you, Christian. I love it. I love you in it, and I love you. I love you, too. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, I love you. I'm so grateful to have you in my life, and I'm so grateful that you came on the show to launch us. I'm honored, truly. Cool. All right, folks. Thank you so much for tuning in to Josh Swallow's Broadway. Josh Swallow's Broadway is produced by Alan Seals and Dory Berenstein. Photography for the show is by Michael Kushner. Make sure to look him up. He is my favorite photographer in New York City. The theme song is by myself and Anthony Norman. Want to be on the show? I'd love to have you. Email me at josh at joshswallows.com. Be sure to find me on Instagram at josh period layman. See you soon. Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows, Josh Swallows wondered how your favorite performer actually feels? Well, here's your chance. Welcome to The Quiet Part Out Loud with me, Bobby Steggert, Broadway actor and now a therapist to a whole host of Broadway creatives. Part interview, part therapy, this is not your typical podcast. We'll go right to the heart of things with some of your favorite artists, what they still struggle with, what lessons they've learned, what they haven't figured out yet. There is enormous power in saying the quiet part out loud. Are you listening? Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.